Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 231. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and it is so good to be with you again. My guest this episode is the one and only Connor Garrity, founding member of the band All Hail the Yeti, who will be heading back out on the road later this year, supporting Ginger and Suicide Silence on a nationwide tour. Now, Connor and I get into a lot of stuff on this episode. We talk about the return of live music, working on new music, creativity during the pandemic, and so much more. There's something here for fans and artists alike, and I think you're going to absolutely love the conversation. Before we get there, I do want to tell you that a video version of this interview is available right now on YouTube. Just look up our channel. It's called Music Biz. That's Music B-I-Z on YouTube, and you'll find me and Connor talking, looking at each other, and having a great time. I also want to tell you that this episode of the show is brought to you by Holix. Holix is the music industry's number one digital promotional distribution platform. Go to holix.com today to start promoting your music alongside bands like Korn, Slipknot, and of course, All Hail the Yeti. That's holix.com, H-A-U-L-I-X.com. Click on the sign up button in the upper right hand corner and you'll get your first month of service absolutely free, courtesy of your friends here at Music Biz. But right now, the only thing you absolutely need to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with the one and only All Hail the Yeti. Pretty uneventful, man. It's uh, like I said, it's my day off. I'm up in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, it's cloudy, but not raining, so that's good. <laughs> not really sure what I'll do, but it's uh, you know, keep it mellow. Usually, there's not much going on. Everything's kind of shut down here again. They're on a, I don't know, semi kind of lockdown and no travel. Like they've restricted like um, recreational travel, so mm. kind of have to stay within your community and then. Um, yeah so it's luckily they haven't shut down my businesses again so that's good um but you know it's just (laughs) part of our lives now so is it how's it feel you know this this news of the tour support opportunity this fall is kind of like the first like it's a sign right like we're getting back to it the industry is you know starting to pick back up again how's it feel to kind of be like you know dipping your toe back into doing all of this again honestly man like we were like well, you know, like to answer your question immediately, it's amazing. It feels amazing. <laughs> to know that, I mean, even if there wasn't anything COVID going on or any of this like year and a half shutdown or all the stuff that's happening, just the fact that we've gotten this tour coming up is is just like a super, super awesome thing for us. And it's a big tour and it's like important for a band of our size to be mm-hmm. on something like this. And with such great bands, I mean, Suicide Silence is super legendary band and we've played with them before in the past. and. So it's always fun with those guys. And, and, you know, we played with Ginger in the uh, summer of 2019 in Germany and they were super cool to us, super nice people. Mm. So, and then being with, you know, all of our management and everything kind of, kind of tied in together. So it just kind of worked. And, but like now throw in COVID and being off for a year and a half, which I'm sure you understand, like you're in the same industry. So 
it's been, uh, I don't know, man, it's been kind of like, it was like everything was just taken away from us. Like me personally, like for like my identity is my tattoo shop and being in a band and, you know, one is, I've had like for, I don't know, 20 plus years, I haven't had one without the other. So it's like always been (laughs) juggling both back and forth. And then when they were both taken, Mm. I was kind of just felt like I was just like, okay, well, who am I now without these two things? Mm. And so, you know, like, we just kind of like everybody kind of the four guys is kind of we just kind of like all right well we'll see you whenever we see each other you know like we've got a good deal with our personal lives right and so um we've just kind of been separated for over a year now and then when you know when we started talking with management about the tour and stuff and they were like yeah well you know we'll put we'll put your name in and see if it, if it works out and then i got a call from the label at like i don't know whatever day it was and he's and i'm just like oh well i wonder what he wants i was at work and he's like yeah so uh you got the tour and i was like wait which what tour <laughs> you know like i just kind of like <laughs> just so weird to hear that right like after being so long of like nothing happening mm-hmm. and then when covid started we were on our way to philly to start a tour with life of agony and doyle mm-hmm. and we like spent i don't know four days in the in the bus driving to philly from la and we were like three hours from the venue and then this like phone call yeah tours canceled so we just got off the freeway got back on and drove straight back to la he spent eight days in the van or in the bus and didn't even open the trailer didn't play a single note so we're super happy i'm trying my best not to get like over excited for it because i'm just like super weary about everything that's going on and like mm-hmm. i just have this like underlying feeling like it, things could just be canceled at any moment now so you know, we're grateful and we're just trying to like stay positive and hope that nothing bad happens, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the industry is kind of like very much the general energy is like, we're doing this. Like, this is, we are coming back and this is happening. And if we just announce enough stuff and fill calendars, it's, it'll have to happen. We'll just, yeah. we'll just make it happen. I think that's kind of the, the general feeling too in most of the states, you know? Like, I mean, I know mm-hmm. California is still being, super like i don't know i I don't want to get political with anything because that's just irrelevant but like yeah you know certain states are just like we're not opening yet and we're not doing this and it's like okay well everybody else is and seems to be like nothing's really like getting worse than it was and with these vaccine rollouts and all this stuff it's just like okay let's go like you know people are ready and they're just over it and they just want to like you know and it's not to discredit the amount of like of death and people have died and like heartache and loss and all the families have had like it's horrible. It's been a horrible, horrible time, but like, it's just going to get worse if we can't, you know, have what we love back, you know, regardless of what it is. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm so glued to the news. Like I've seen the big events happening in, in Florida and Texas had like an EDM festival last weekend. Electric Daisy is next month. It's like Bonnaroo got announced. And then the rest of the industry was like, okay, some pe- people seem pretty happy about Bonnaroo being announced. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. let's just announce some more stuff. Let's just, yeah, let's just go for it. So you talk about going to Philly, getting canceled, driving back to LA. Mm-hmm. How many times has the band all been in the same room since then? Nah, like, well, since that tour, like we got home, we unloaded the trailer, put our stuff back in our, in our rehearsal and storage area. And that was it. I haven't seen, I've seen, I've seen my drummer once twice since then like physically 
the other two guys I haven't seen since it happened. No, sorry. I saw I saw Dave, the guitar player, like right before I came up to Canada. That would have been like end of May. We were working on the cover song and I saw him one day. So I've seen Dave and Junior once. I haven't seen Nick since the day we left the studio and dropped the gear off over a year. How, how crazy is that? It's a, like it's a, you know, I mean, we talk to each other all the time, obviously, and just like everybody else, you know, they've got this Zoom stuff and FaceTime, and so it helps for sure. But it's a, it's, it's like affected me super, like negatively. Like I've just been like that contact with the people that are close to me, and not having that, mm-hmm. it's like I never really thought. I mean, obviously, I would never think about it because I'd never think that this was going to happen, right? Like that I wouldn't be allowed to see my friends or my family or like you know, like it's just. I don't know. I think it, it like it's the long-term effects of what it's doing to people. I think is like nobody's really, really taken consideration of really what it's doing, and that's a big problem. Like, I mean, for me, it's you know, if I didn't have my art, you know, like I was just able to like draw and like kind of and my dog and like be able to do that stuff. But like some people don't have that, right? Like they have their day job and that's all they have, you know, and so yeah it's been it's been messed up man it's been really hard like just super depressing and like you have to find new ways to like make yourself busy and stuff and everyone's like oh it's you know this is a blessing everyone needs to take a seat and learn new things it's like no like this isn't why i worked 25 years to have this band and you know my business and all this stuff so i could just take a seat and sit back and learn new things like come on like you know and then these are people that's businesses didn't get shut down they're still working or their families are still working you know like my my tattoo shop was closed for 10 and a half months you know so i didn't have income coming in for oh a long time i think we were open for six weeks in total in 10 and a half almost a year because of because of california and what they were doing and it's like again not to get political because it's irrelevant but like you know we know that tattoo shops aren't the problem you know so yeah it's just like and they just don't they just don't care about tattoo shops so that was like the the you know we're like ah eh, we'll deal with those later we got to worry about restaurants and shopping malls and big box stores and all this stuff and you know the little guys can can sit closed and whatever we'll worry, worry about them down the road which is told <laughs> like it's total bullshit so and it just forced a lot of people underground and to do stuff, make money and figure ways out to like make money under the table and not pay taxes and just do this like super illegal kind of shit. Right. So anyway, <laughs> it, it sucked. It's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so the news comes in, you know, you, you guys got the tour, which I'm sure lights up the group chat. You're like, we could yep. see each other again. Yep. How long until you guys are actually like, will you guys actually get to see each other? Have you set a date yet to be like, maybe we should get together. guys. Um, the three out of the four guys are in LA. Um, Junior was up in Canada. Like he left for Canada, like, I don't know, April, like, and before, before April of 2020, like, so we got home, we were home for about a week, 10 days. And he was like, he's got really bad asthma. He's immune compromised. And, you know, he doesn't have healthcare in the States. Like he's on a, like a, a visa and stuff. So I'm like, dude, you need to go back home just in case. Like, we don't know what's going on. Like, if this is real, like, if this is something that you can catch, like, because at that point it was super new, right? We didn't, like, mm-hmm. the news wasn't, they didn't know anything. So he he got on a flight and went home, went back to Canada, and he was there till about August and then went back to LA. So the guys have been together in LA for since about August of last year. And I came up here in June of last year. So uh, I think 
they're so they're they're together now they've started rehearsing and getting ready like kind of just <laughs> shaking the cobwebs off so to speak and uh so i will probably be there july end of july ish so we'll have like july august september to like we have to do like shoot videos do photos prepare for the record and then start do you know start rehearsals for the tour so mm. it's gonna get busy really quick so i have this like next few months to like work save money kind of enjoy my peace and quiet <laughs> more than i already have and then it's just gonna hit real hard so Mm -hmm. no. Well, now you can actually enjoy the peace and quiet, right? Because you know that it's going to end at some point. Exactly. There's a there's a pretty big light at the end of the tunnel. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I think you're in a great position because I've talked to so many artists and labels and industry people right now who spent the last year, like they've been recording already or whatever. And now and now we have this, this fall, the slate of albums coming that is like mm -hmm. an avalanche. And you guys are kind of giving yourselves a little space there because you haven't actually started the record yet, right? No, no. Well, the record's finished. We, we actually okay. finished the record. Uh, it was finished like just this January, February of 2020. So it was done. Oh, okay. We recorded it in like late we started in like november of 2019 finished it just before chris or just after christmas 2020 and then it was supposed to release during the life of agony tour that was like the plan or like right when we got home so it was supposed to release spring of 2020 and then obviously this stuff happened we were just like let's just wait we don't know what's going to happen and that point it was like two weeks to flatten the curve and everything's going to be back to normal <laughs> well you know and then so we pushed we were like okay let's release in the summer summer came and went and i'm like i don't want to release it in the summer like we can't tour this is thinking like and then it was like okay well let's release in the fall the fall <laughs> came because i think they originally like the life of agony tour got rescheduled to like yeah. september october and i'm just like by by like july i'm like i don't think it's gonna happen like i i'm, I'm <laughs> positive, like this world is fucked right now sorry i don't yes. know if i'm allowed to swear or not totally but. allowed to swear at theater okay so um <laughs> the uh then fall came and i'm just like look i don't want to release this record at the end of like in fourth quarter like i we've done that before it went really bad for us we're not a band that can release a record without touring and still do okay we're still a small band we need tour behind it to to support it and to to sell it so i was just like i did everything in my power to like convince the label and convince management and they, they were all behind me like management was just like yeah you're right totally like let's wait you know if we were lamb of god or slipknot it wouldn't it didn't wouldn't matter people still will still buy it right mm -hmm. so i mean and our diehard fans will buy it no matter what but we need you know we need that push so and then it you know so that ended and then it came to the beginning of the year we're like you know so after the holidays and all that stuff we started talking um and you know we're like well what about spring we're like no nah, you know let's see and then it came like we were like okay we're gonna release in june june ish something like that let's just put it out we can't wait any longer this has been two years you know like we need to get it out it's been super long since we've released music we just let's just do it let's move on it and then june like it started coming to be like three months before the like the push for the record would start and i'm just kind of like it's like i had a feeling that like shows were going to start coming in the fall because like we you know all this vaccine stuff had started and <clears throat> and i said like I was just wasn't sure. And then again, it was like, it came down to it. Like, what should we do? And then I'm like, we decided that we weren't going to release. Now we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's release 2022. Let's let all this shit pass and just come out with a bang fresh 2022. So that was like 
that was the 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 decision that we had made we kind of put it behind us we were like okay well whatever so now we're going to start doing you know we had talked to the the guys and we're like we're going to just start recording do some cover songs maybe and start writing when we've been writing but you know like we've we went from spending so much time writing to like recording and then it was like okay cool we're going to release a record and tour and then it was like oh no now we have to write more it's like ah when you get out (laughs) of writing mode it's hard to get back in it you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah so we decided to push till 2022 and then uh, i don't know how long later it was it wasn't long i saw that someone i I, friends with the drummer um from suicide silence and i saw that he had you know posted the tour because it's they they basically rescheduled this tour because this was supposed to happen in 2020 and i think maybe it like it it had started maybe the tour with suicide Silence and ginger i'm not sure i think it was supposed to start like right around like middle of us being out with life of agony in 2020 and of course they got canceled too so um that was why we originally didn't even bother trying to get it because we got the life of agony first so anyway so i saw that he had posted about it and i reached out to the label and then he's like we'll talk to management because they have the same management as we have the same management as ginger in the states and i just kind of was like what about this and you know i didn't really think too much about it and then like i said a little bit while longer i got a call saying like this is the this is the deal and then i'm like okay well let's try for it and then i got the phone call at work and i'm just like oh god thank god we're going on tour, you know so yeah that's sorry my answer is just kind of no i love it (laughs) well i mean it's just you know i only ask as a person who's like ready to hear some new new tracks yeah (laughs) yeah we Um, did um we did an eight song ep with steve evitz um steve evitz has done devil driver dillinger escape plan suicide silence list goes on i could i could I don't know like everything, but he's, he's unbelievable. And we've been wanting to work with him since the second record and it just never worked out. And then when it came time to do this EP, the label had worked with him before with insight. Mm-hmm. And obviously Des, our manager has worked with him with devil driver and a bunch of his bands have used Steve. So it just seemed right. And so we did it and we had a great time and he like, you know, he's a very, uh, methodical guy like when we were working with him so it was it was uh i don't know we had fun it was like not it wasn't like we were there to like ooh, let's make a record and we're gonna have fun and do all this we were there to make a record we were there to like we had this much time (laughs) and it was just that was what we set out to do and it wasn't like it was like you know when we did highway crosses we flew to jersey and we were in the studio for like a month and a half and it was like this whole like recording experience with warren riker it was great but this was more just like okay we've got two weeks or a month or whatever let's finish this now and that's all business you know when i was doing my vocals there was nobody else there when dave was doing guitars it was just dave and and, and steve it was just kind of like business 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 and then you know we'd go for dinner or whatever and then have some fun at dinner and then come back and work 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 so we're super excited we've got like i said seven original songs we did a cover song on there and it's uh, in my opinion it's the like I mean, I love this, the two like middle records in between the first, but this is like our, this is our like going back to the roots, like back to the first record kind of vibe for sure. Like the songs are very like, I don't know, like very catchy, but also like just a little bit more stripped down, a little bit more rock and roll. Um, Less, you know, we had less of a, like a, like a, 
like a site on trying to do radio and stuff like that. We're like, let's just put some songs out that we like. And so we did, and and we're super happy with the turnout. And I think everyone's going to be pretty happy with the way they sound. Yeah, I, I bet. And you guys, if I if I heard correctly uh, from your PR, you you worked with Alan for mastering on this record too, right? We did, yeah, yeah. That was a, he's. That's the first time he's mastered for us. The last record was um, uh, Howie Weinberg, which mm-hmm. is. I mean, he's done two. He did our first record and our last record, or mm-hmm. first and our third. And I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, Howie <laughs> speaks for himself. He's mastered just about everything that you could. Possibly <laughs> yeah like he's, he's never, a busy guy yeah from fucking kind of never mind to blood sugar sex magic to like like you name it he's mastered it so and he's a trip he's a super cool dude but like um alan is just i guess steve and alan are like buds and he was just like that was who steve recommended and i'm like well, okay whatever that's your your guide your you know you guys work together that's the kind of like that's like the compliment to his record, right? And if he thinks that works mm-hmm. best, and just put our trust in Steve, and and it just came out amazing. We're super, and like literally, like the recalls and like getting the mixes back. I mean, I think we, I think we sent back two songs for adjustments. Like like there was like two little things in one song, and then like I think three tiny little things in another song, and that mm-hmm. was it. He did one pass of the mastering, came back, and I was like, oh wow, this sounds awesome. He gave us like three options. <laughs> like three different or three or four different ones and i'm like dude i don't know what to pick they all sound so good mm-hmm. so it was like i said it was a super smooth process from that point like from getting into the studio to like okay the record's done was just like it just kind of all fell into place really good and alan like killed it so we're, we're happy yeah. absolutely i can't wait so so how soon will the us normal folks get to hear some new all hail the Eddie? I, I think they're gonna <clears throat> release the first single uh, let me think. Uh, like end of July, August, maybe like whatever, like three months before the tour or before the record get released. So whatever that is. So if they were going to release in October or no, or November, um, I'm not sure. There was talk about releasing the cover that's on the record like soon, just to kind of mm-hmm. appease the, you know, yeah. the masses, like give them something. But I think mm-hmm. the first single will be sometime mid summer. <laughs> Cool. That will, be like, that will be like lyric video and that kind of stuff. And then the first, like the main single with the real, like the full video will be, I don't know, a month after that. That's great. Yeah, so, so, yeah. It's, so it's happening. Like we're, it, we're I, getting... yeah, it's happening. I think, I think <laughs> the only way it won't happen is if, if things change like COVID wide COVID world for the United States and they cancel the tour, then I mm-hmm. think we'll go back to like the original plan of like pushing the record release until next year, because obviously again, it's for a band like us to put a record out without touring is, and it's, it's crazy. Cause a lot of people just don't understand. Right? They're like, why don't we have new music? Where's your record? We heard your record was coming out. Why isn't it out? And it's just like, yes. Okay. We, you know, like you just don't, <laughs> don't get it. Right. And like, and it's not, <laughs> believe like yeah. we want to put it out. Like, I don't want to sit on it anymore. It's like having this, like this, like, person kind of like hanging around your house all the time and it's like oh fuck i want him out of here but i can't let him go yet because he's not ready you know like it's yeah like, yeah so we're excited we want it to come out we're just just it's just got to be the right timing exactly well i think you guys are on the perfect tour to move a bunch of units the cool thing both those bands strangers who said silence their fans love to buy merch so it's mm-hmm. a great tour to be on with something to sell yeah, <laughs> And, you know, we always, we always kind of plan our, our merch and our sales around the other bands and like, what's the best way to capitalize on, you know, we're being, we're, we're the opening band. So 
most of the people that are there are there to see either suicide silence or ginger. So if they have any cash left over after dumping it all on them, you know, they're going to want to spend it. And so we offer things that are like, you know, maybe $10, $15, $5. So they're like, okay, I got a five left. I'm going to buy this, you know? So that, that's kind of how we work our angle to try to like reel people in, like offer a $5 patch or like yeah. a, a wristband or a bandana, kind of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff that they can afford. Love so, it. I mean, the t-shirts nowadays are not cheap, especially at, you know, I mean, I think they're probably going to be 20 bucks at this tour, like, which is fair, like bigger mm-hmm. tours and they're $40 a t-shirt. It's ridiculous. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trust. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, even the, the merch on some of these live streams I've watched recently, I'm like, what are you charging? Like you're sending this stuff to you don't even got to ship it to you first. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get that they like, you know, there are, everybody's income has been cut and like, they need to make money, but like, so is everybody's, you know, the people yeah. watching have the same problem, right? Like why all of a sudden does a t-shirt have to be $50 if it only costs mm-hmm. 12 to make, like that doesn't make yeah. any sense. It should be double the price. So if it costs 12, mm-hmm. it should be 24. That's it. So, yeah. Makes I mean, sense. I had a friend that worked for, uh, what's his name? Travis Scott, uh-huh. that artist that whatever his deal was, but she was like their production manager for the tour. And he was selling t-shirts for $130. He had a, you know, they had this hoodie, <laughs> they had this hoodie on the tour, like that they were selling for $700 and they would sell out every night arenas every night. He was doing like 130 grand in merch every night. Insane. Like that's, and they're, they're complaining about like, oh, like we're not making enough money. And it's like, you know, I mean, that's a whole other world, that hip hop world. And I mean, they just, they, they, those people just waste money and spend it on like the most random stupid things. And like, you know, and that's the reason why these artists are like, they're super hot for a minute. And then all of a sudden it's like, what happened to them? Well, they spent all their money and they're broke, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. They can't fund necklace. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> $1.2 million necklace. Well, I want to say, uh, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I, Absolutely. I've been a fit. I've been a fan since I heard uh, Blood Guilt for the first time. I still no recommend shit. it to Holy people. Shit. I haven't heard that in a while. Crazy. Yeah, I think that might be my, I mean, I like all the songs, but that's, you, you know how like too. when you fall in love with the band, yep. This, yep. That, it's that first song is always the one Absolutely. that you're like. God, I got a funny track. story about that song. That, um, sorry to interrupt you, but. Go ahead. <laughs> that was written before with our original guitar player that I started the band with. We started the band in 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. And we had written that song it kind of just whatever it just happened he had the riff and we just kind of were like throwing it around and then we like kind of had like half finished it or three quarters finished it and then he was like i'm leaving the band i've got to go back to he's like i'm moving back to um boston and he got married and had a daughter and they were like he's like i just i've got to go so and we hadn't even like you know we were just playing locally and like doing the the you know the indie thing for a while we hadn't even started touring or anything and then when he had left the two new, we got two new guitar players that came in that were the guys that we did the first ep with trees on fire with songs of blood and that song was kind of like not quite finished and so the other guitar player that brian that played on the self-titled record him and i kind of just like reworked it and then finished it and then that was the first song that nick started singing on because before that song we didn't have any clean singing and that was the one that kind of like tipped us into this kind of more like i don't want to say commercial like 
because we're not like obviously we're not a radio band so to speak, but the <laughs> no. singing definitely changed our sound right like it made us more accessible yeah. to a lot more people because let's be honest a ton of people prefer to hear just not just screaming the whole time which i i do too i appreciate the singing and the hook and the yeah. melody and mm -hmm. so when that happened it was like it was almost like we all kind of looked at each other and we're like oh this is this is where we're going this is what's mm -hmm. gonna happen and we kind of at that moment knew that we like kind of had a shot you know like we weren't just yeah. gonna be some local band that played la for a couple of years and we like we were just like and our management at the time was just like you know what you guys really do have a, you have something here and you could have if you play your cards right you could you know make something of this band and become you know a good contender in the in the metal community and so yeah that was it that was like kind of the beginning for us to like and that was the song that kind of like drew like when we were playing shows like century media would show up and like the all these labels were coming to our shows to like which you know which one are we going to sign and and then like i don't know what happened we ended up signing with an indie label from germany and <laughs> nothing turned out the way we wanted it to of course because it's always a fucking fight so we ended up struggling for a while but we're happy where we are now and and you know minus head they Brad said he's been just amazing for us and and you know we've got Des and Anastasia from Oracle and obviously Maria and she worked our first or our second record uh it's been amazing you know and we're super excited about the future now so absolutely story of blood guilt that was about no, it's <laughs> it's a great song I mean it kind of feels like like I always I always call that kind of song, especially on an early release, like that that's the festival song. That's the song that'll totally. get you into the bigger rooms where it's like, oh, now we can play at 3 p.m. at one of those big rock festivals because we we balance the sounds. And we haven't been able to like these the, those whole like Danny Wimmer festivals. We've we haven't been able to like break through <laughs> to that. Like someone put us on these, but I we feel like this is gonna be the record where we'll be able to do it and we yeah. have a great team, you know. So mm. we'll see. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if nothing else, people can see you this fall with Ginger and Suicide yes. Silence all over North America. Uh, I'll see you when you get to the Midwest and hopefully the, the you know, the, the other shows will follow. I think it's going <laughs> to happen. Like, just like I said, hit up Maria and, and uh, come say hi for sure. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time absolutely. to talk to me today. Uh, my pleasure. All right. Have, have uh, a great day. See you later. Peace.